easily persuade you to make your way back? Can I beg you to make your way back? Can I command you to make your way back? Get back to your seats now. Thank you, thank you. Come on back, people. Come, come, quickly. We have so much more to do. Oh, and I sound more like God. Okay, so. Hey, we have a busy morning, so I need you to please come back soon. Hey, in just a few minutes, as you all are aware, over spring break, our young people made their annual trek to Dora Faith Orphanage and surrounding parts. And they have been back uh, for a week now, so I think most of the youngsters are actually fully recovered. The adults, I'm not sure about. I saw Michael on Thursday after he'd been back four days. He was still walking around a little bit like he was in a daze. But uh, we're going to hear from them in just a few minutes. But before we do that, we have another little uh, order of business to take care of this morning. I'm, I'm very excited to... Uh, to uh, share this with you. Most of you that have been around, if you've been here any length of time, you know a couple things. One, that we, we have been meeting here in Christ the King for about the last five years, and, and we are very, very uh, grateful for the opportunity to be here and to be able to have a place to worship. Uh, but we also have it in our hearts to be able to have a place of our own so that we can do some of the things that we like to do without having to work around and schedule and all that. So we have been praying and pursuing a plan to do that. And our, uh, our, our treasurer and financial advisor, Dr. Dave Murray, has been spearheading that uh, effort. Dave's been working with our board and some of our leadership on kind of a plan to move forward. And so uh, this morning, Dave's going to take a few minutes and share with you that vision and that plan. So please welcome Dr. Dave. Dave is actually not really a doctor. I just think he should be. He looks like. Does he, does he look like a doctor? See, look. How many people think Dave looks like a doctor? See, it's almost unanimous. He looks like a doctor. You should see me when I'm dressed up like a farmer. <laughs> you still look like a doctor. Yeah, no. Well, thanks for the warm welcome. Uh, I really appreciate it. And as you can tell, I'm really nervous. One of the things that I got from my dad is that I'll start to perspire a lot. And then after I feel comfortable up here, then I'll stop. Um, so anyways, uh, anyways, if you don't know me, my name is Dave Murray. I volunteered for the role or the job of finding a facility for us. And it came out of a vision that I had, and I'm really excited about it. And I want to tell you, uh, be before I get into the facts and the strategy of how we're going to do that and some of our plans, I wanted to tell you a little story or read you a little story. Um, I think all of us can relate to this story starts out like uh, other stories do, starts with a young couple in love, and uh, <laughs> that's always an exciting topic. Uh, you probably know of a similar couple that I'm going to tell you about. Um, like other newlyweds, uh, they began life's journey by renting a one-bedroom apartment. Um, that's all their entire budget would allow. The plan was to stay in the apartment until they could afford to buy their own home and start raising a family. Uh, both of them had a clear vision of a three-bedroom house with a beautiful yard and lots of room to make, make it their own. Time goes by, as it always does. Uh, pretty soon, the couple wakes up one morning to the realization that they've outgrown their very, very small apartment. 
living quarters were tight. So the loving couple, uh, they went out looking for a bigger apartment with an extra room um, where they could spread their wings and do some hobbies and have guests over for a weekend if that's what they desired. And at the same time, they put every extra penny they could into saving for a new home. Uh, But once again, God uh, has surprises for them. Uh, The young couple becomes pregnant. Uh, Suddenly, their family is growing. The couple has to dip into its savings to help offset the expense of a child. So that extra room that they had for fun, well, it's all been changed now. That's now the baby's room. And it doesn't take long before the money they were uh, putting towards a house of their own is consumed by the cost of raising a child. But they still long for a home of their own where they can entertain family members comfortably, where it's okay to paint the walls the color that they like, and have a backyard where the child can play safe in. There's still lots of love in the home as well. And in the apartment that they call home, it's surrounded with love. And on those days where they celebrate family birthdays and holidays, it's a very, very happy home. They struggle to make ends meet because it's tough in this day and age. The rent increases, food costs rise, their child needs necessity, and suddenly the savings that they had for their home is gone. So it happens to us all, right? We've all been there. Uh, Sometimes they're forced to go without some basic needs for themselves, but there's only that one moment of discontent because God is at the head of their household. And as time passes, like the goal of owning their own home is one that might never come true. They're losing sight of it, but they still have hope. Emotions are occasionally tight at home because it's a crowded home. They bump into each other in their overcrowded apartment. The walls are still stark white. They can't paint the walls the color they want. Their child starts to grow up, and the child doesn't know any worse. The child's very happy, but the parents want more for the child. And God is still there at the head of the household. So trusting in God's timing, they still add on to their prayers each day. Please, God, help us get a home of our own. So I don't know if that sounds familiar. What does that story have to do with finding a building? Well, if you've been around a PVC a while, we've we've switched homes several times now. And we're looking for a home of our own. So over the last couple of years, we've been talking about it. We've been praying about it. And I actually volunteered two years. And sorry it's taken so long, but life has its surprises for all of us. And now we're finally here, and we're thinking about how do we get there? So we got together. We got our heads together. And I don't know if any of you had a chance to pick this up, okay, read through it. But the one thing I'm not here today is to ask for money towards a new building. Because we still need your regular tithing. You know, just as the young couple experienced, there's still bills to pay. There's electricity to pay. So we don't want anyone to change their regular tithing to find a new building. But there are things that you can do besides pray and besides keeping God at the head of our household. And so there's three goals that we created. Um, A lot of discussion went into it, a lot of thinking, but number one, help grow our congregation. You know, that's kind of like what comes first, you know. It's like build it and they will come, the story with Kevin Coster and all that stuff, you know. It's like we have this little congregation and 
why do we need a new facility? Because we know that others in the community need us, we need them, and we're looking forward to that day. So we are, we want you guys to help us grow the conversation, uh, congregation. <laughs> Maybe you'll find it in your heart to invite someone to church. Maybe some long lost um, congregation member will show up like my good friend Daryl Lamb. Um, if you don't know Daryl, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to embarrass him. One of the greatest guys that you could ever meet, always thinking of God. And if you need to know anything about cars, this is the guy to ask. <laughs> I went to the car show with him, and he was going through all the horsepowers and torques, and I go, I'm lost, but it looks nice. Anyways, um, so invite someone here. In invite a friend. Bring a friend. Let's grow our congregation. A little bit of a small side note there, too. You know, we're always, uh, or always, you never say always, but oftentimes I'm in a prayer meeting with Glenn and Donna, and they're praying passionately. Please bring our community members, community into our church, and let us reach out to them. Bring the needy to our congregation. Then silently under my breath, I'm going, yeah, let them have some money, too. <laughs> That's... Uh, that, that's just the way it is with the treasure. Second goal, listen for direction. You'd be surprised how many people are out there that really want to help nonprofits, that want to help churches. So listen. Listen to what's going on in the community. In the future, um, I'll have some handouts, or maybe, or maybe Glenn will let me get up a little bit more sometime in the future and talk about designated giving, what designated giving is, how people with... Uh, wealthy individuals can shelter taxes, how wealthy people can give a building away, you know, and receive uh, immense tax benefits from that. So maybe there will be a day where that can come, but listen to what's going on in the community. Our third goal is to take action on the first two. I am a huge faith and action person, and I don't think God delivers your prayers and your faith without action. And so we're going to take action, and you'll see me uh, uh, talking about it again, uh, see me with handouts in the back from time to time, and essentially doing the best that I can to teach our congregation about goals number one and goals number two. And that's the only gift that I really have. So um, I s saved a few minutes for any questions. Okay, I'm looking for a volunteer then that wants to ask a question. I already have the question written out. So usually, this usually starts the questions by somebody asking a question. Uh, yes. Oh, that's a really good question, Glenn. <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, is that we, PVC, when it was founded by Glenn and Donna, was founded in their homes. Since that time, we've moved seven times. And so our prayers are that we can own our own home, just like the couple in the story, that we can own our home and that it is permanent because part of this is not about today. Part of it is not about you and I in, in this room, but it's about the next generation of PVCers. It's about the young guys here, the young people that are, you know, looking forward to building their families and looking forward to their place in God, with uh, worshiping God. 
Anyways, is there, are there any more questions? There must be. Um, I can share a little bit, and I'm planning on doing a very detailed explanation of that in the future. But one of the things is, like, if you know somebody with a building in Texas or New York, and, you go, and you're saying, hey, I need to get rid of that building, it's, it's, it's bad. Well, obviously, we're not moving to Texas or New York, but we can take that building and we can sell it or we can rent it or we can find ways to shelter that person's taxes that will uh, help them out and help us out at the same time. So there are many, many different ways that we can pull this together. Um, I promise. Uh, question? Yes. Emma. Um, yes, okay, well, um, we do have $12,000 that came in from an anonymous donor, and I wasn't going to go there today, but we also have some pledges to, um, to educate you a little bit further. A pledge is where someone says, I'll give you, and I actually have this pledge in my pocket, $5,000 if, and in this case, it's you guys raise another $5,000. So so we got like $22,000, okay? Um and then how you can give personally is the designated giving. Um, but please, once again, don't, don't take your regular tithing and give that towards a designated giving. Because legally, once you say, I want this to go to a building and to a building fund only, we cannot spend that many, money any other way. So we're legally obligated to follow the directions of the person giving that money. So it's important that we don't change our regular tithing. I know I've said that three times now, but um, because we still have bills to pay. We still got to pay the rent. We still got to pay the utilities and everything else that comes along with, you know, um, worshiping in this community. Other questions? Daryl. Yes, it does. Uh, thank you for asking that question. I was on my question list. Um, we, as always, our vision has been in this area. What's this area? Well, it's kind of right along the 217, coming down south this way along 99, um, going over to I-5 slightly in that area. At one time, you know, we were right around the corner down at the high school. Um, uh, I, weren't we downtown Tigard? Yep, downtown Tigard. So, so yeah, our, we want to stay right here. That's our goal. But again, if you find that wealthy donor with a building that doesn't know what to do with it, and they're someplace else, let me know. How much space do we need? Well, that, again, is uh, 
it depends. So obviously we want to grow our congregation and this is not enough space. So um, we, have, we have somewhat figured out, but we're waiting to see how God directs us on that. Other questions? Is my time almost up, Glenn? And I'm excited about to hear what the children have to say. They're more important than I am, the youth. Rob? I'm not going to tell you because it might scare you. Trust me, I, I, I would ask for a little bit of uh, grace in answering that question because I don't want anybody to so go, we will never, ever get that amount of money. And I say, yes, we will. So have, have some patience with me. And as we go down this path together, and I'll be checking in with you and reminding you about the three goals, okay? We'll figure it out together. And then everybody won't be afraid of that number. Glenn? So we, we will uh, hear from Dave from time to time, and he'll give us updates, and we'll talk more. Uh, we probably won't do that always in this setting. I wanted Dave to speak to the congregation today, but we may do separate meetings that you'll be invited to uh, in the future for that. So this morning we're going to get on to other business. Can I get, uh, who's leading? Michael and Camille, you guys in charge? <sighs> Michael says no, he's not. Come on, Camille. Bring your, bring your, your kids up here. Hey, uh, as always, you know, it's, it's, it's tradition here. From the beginning of time, we have had a group go down and, and serve in Mexico every spring break. Uh, and it's always, always, always a, a blessed, blessed time. And so uh, these guys are going to share with you a little bit about what they did. Here you go. Okay. Um, so we're winging this kind of. So, well, no. I mean, everybody that's sharing is sharing. Um, uh, so, uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, Mexico was amazing for us, um, but I wanted to share about all of our teams not here, um, but how amazing these guys are, that the unity that comes together, not with just them, but with all the, the, the churches that went there, all the kids, they come together and they have, they're such a lesson for us as adults. And they are adults, but they, they're unity. They just, there's no clicks. There's no issues. They come together. They love one another. They encourage one another. It just blew me out of the water to watch them. And, and I just was, you know, God just blessed me. I, you know. So we had uh, six churches. We had 50 people. So in the 50 people, which I think is, is, it was a good number. Um, yes, I can't imagine having more. Um, but uh, so there's, there's six churches. We have Hermiston. We have Westside. We have us. We had Hillsboro Hope. We have Providence. And we had Salem. And um, the kids just they do it they just I can't you know the presence of the spirit of the living God is on them and they just they do it um so unity that's my big thing 
that I wanted to share with them um, and with you guys. So there is something that I want to share after, but I'm going to give it to you, Sharon. Michaela's next. Um, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff that happened, but probably the coolest thing, there's this one lady down there that we always go do dispensas with, and the dispensa is just like a bag with everything a family would need for one month, like all necessities and all that, and like toiletries, it has food, and just like everything they'd need to like last them approximately like a month, and so we'd, we would go to Tijuana, and we'd pass those out, and one day we did it with Lupita, which is just like a lady who lives down there, she's, like, an awesome lady. All she does is every day she just goes out and, like, prays for people and just does a bunch of awesome stuff down there. And, like, she knows a lot of, like, people in the community. And so, like, it's good to have her with you. And the other day we went to the the dump, but it's we call it the canyon down there, and we passed out dispensers there. But the day that we went with Lupita, we just – we were around her neighborhood. Like, we just took the van and we were driving around her neighborhood – and going into houses, because she said, like, there's a lot of families in the neighborhood that need a lot of help, and there's this kind of a broken-down community. And so we went the street down, and, like, you could already tell it was, like, it wasn't that good. And she was saying, like, most of the people in this whole, like, neighborhood are related. Like, they're all either, like, a brother or an uncle. But as she said, it's just, like, a really broken-down family, and, like, a lot of, like, bad stuff happens in it. And there's, like, addiction problems, and they just have, like... It's a lot of problems, and they need prayer. And so we were like, okay, well, then we'll go pray. So the first house we went to, um, half the people went into the house and prayed. And then I went back to the car to get dispenses and stuff to bring it back over. And then the second house we went to, almost everyone went in. There was just a couple of people outside. And we, like, we started praying, and it was really good. And, like, I could kind of just, like, feel, like, like, a presence in the room. And, like, we kept praying, and it got, like, really emotional. Like, everyone started crying, and it was just, like, and then we just, like, kept on praying, and, like, we started worshiping, and I just thought it was really cool because I, like, I started crying, and I usually don't cry. Like, I usually can, like, contain myself and just, like, pray and stuff, but I just, like, really felt the presence of the Lord, and I was crying, and so, like, I don't know, I just thought that was pretty cool. And then we, like, after that, we just continued to pray for the families in the neighborhood, and I just thought it was pretty cool because they were, like, all related, and it was just, it was good stuff. So I guess I should um, kind of let you know, for some of us that have gone down years ago, we would go to Door Faith and we would work at Door Faith. But uh, in the years since then, thank you. Uh, so we stay at Door of Faith, but there's, uh, there's three teams that go out. We have four teams, but there's three teams that go out. And one team goes out to uh, Casa de Paz, which is another orphanage. It is now called Rancho de los Niños. Uh, and so it, it's an orphanage probably about 40 minutes away. We go there and work. So we built some play structures and we did some painting there. Uh, the other team, like uh, Stephen was saying, uh, goes out with Lupita into the neighborhood, into the community there, uh, uh, adhering communities uh, to La Mission, and give dispenses and pray for people, which is pretty big. And then the other team goes to, uh, which we have been calling the dump, 
but we've been told that that's probably not a good word to use because this, these people live there. And so we call it the canyon, um, which just seems more appropriate. But uh, then you go there and you do the same thing. You pass out dispensas and you go into these people's homes. Sometimes you go in their homes, sometimes you don't. And you pray for them. And it's very, very humbling. Um, so those are the three things. And the fourth team stays at, at Door Faith, and they kind of work and um, play with the kids. So uh, anyways, Rachel. Okay, so um, one thing I wanted to talk about was um, the language barrier down there. There's, I mean, you'd think that there would be a huge language barrier because they all speak Spanish. There's enough of us that speak Spanish that it's not too bad. Um, everyone kind of knows a little to communicate and it's really cool to see with um, the kids because you're just playing with them the whole time and you can just have like a word here and a word there they totally understand you because of like how you communicate with them not by language but by God's love and just like how you're playing with them and I think that's just so cool that you can um, just love on someone and like totally communicate they totally know what you're doing and you don't even have to talk to them at all which I think is really cool um, the other thing uh, this year was really cool because I got to go as a worship leader. Um, we <laughs> we split, so there were four teams, and so there was, like, one per team. And it was really nerve-wracking because it's, like, a situation that you're not used to. Um, you take your guitar or instrument and you go around. You're the only person playing and singing in your group as you go from house to house. And it's just, it was, like, mind-blowing. Like, really cool to experience that because... You just, like, the whole atmosphere of music just changes everything. Like, versus, like, one day when we went to the canyon, there was no music. And it was really cool because I just got to dive into prayer. And, like, that's a really cool atmosphere to have. But then when there's prayer and music, like, everything just, like, changes. And it's really cool to see how it just, like, the climax and just, like, how it works. So I thought that was really cool to see this year. All right. So I went down to Mexico. I was surprised they let me do it. I went down as a leader, which they told me, you're going to have to have a lot of responsibility. And I was like, I'm always responsible. I told them all the time, whenever anything bad or something breaks, I'm always responsible. So I'm like, I'm always responsible. So it was great, actually. <laughs> um, but no, it was... Honestly, it's been the first time I've gone down in a couple years, so every single kid was different. There are a couple leaders that I remembered and whatnot, but going down this year as a leader, just helping them out, it definitely stretched me and put me in the places that I never thought I'd have to be, and probably for me this year, the biggest thing that I noticed was just how present, like you always hear about spiritual warfare, especially in Mexico and stuff, just how present it was there. Like, it wasn't the biggest spiritual warfare. It's not like people were... Um, dying everywhere, but it was more like it was more like there was just disease throughout the whole campsite. Like everyone was sick. There was one time we a woman, uh, one of our kids had to go in an ambulance to back across the border. So that was pretty intense. It wasn't that fun. It was no big deal. But no, it was just the fact that that um, the enemy would push such um, so much stress and try to make us not have a good time while we're going down there, and we still were able to have a good time. We were still able to. My group, I know, we still had kids that were sick, but we still went down there, and one thing I saw was there was a man who had a cast and um, on his foot because his tendons were, I think, 
I think they, one of them was broken and he really couldn't move his foot. Um, and so he was supposed to be, have this cast on for um, six months or something like that. So we're like, all right, we're going to pray for it. We had Paul with us and Paul, and you know Paul when he prays about that kind of stuff. So it was great actually. And we healed him. We're pretty positive we did, but so we healed him and he took the cast off and he walked around. Camille was there and he was actually able to walk on his foot and move his foot around. And then of course we put the cast back on and told him to go to his doctor because we're like God made doctors. So it's healed now, but just go make sure your doctor checks on it because we're not, we're a good church. Um, <laughs> but it just goes to show that even through the enemy trying to push like stuff down on us to keep us from healing people and fixing, we're still able to do that. Like probably the other biggest thing that unfortunately none of us were in the group that it happened, but there was a, Sam was, but Sam's not here today, but there was a, the classic exorcism that happened down in Mexico, which was very intense, I heard. Um, I heard lots of details. Paul was there, Lupita was there, and a couple other kids from Salem were there. Um, and I heard it was very intense, but it all worked out in the end, and it just goes to show you that the enemy really can't do enough to stop us, and that we're still able to go down there and change lives, heal people, and just... As Lupita once said, drop kick Satan in the face. Um, that's a quote. And it was wonderful. So I'm excited to go back down next year if I'm able to. And I had a wonderful time. And also the Salem people are still mad about Glenn for stealing Tucker, apparently. So um, I have something real quick to share. Um, so we're going to be closing, but... Um, Bear with me. Um, so Mexico was amazing blessing for all of us, and it was an amazing time of growth and process for all of us. And um, we need to remember, I'm reading, obviously, because I wrote this. <laughs> Let us remember as we walk in this journey, as we get back into our daily lives, that God is in charge. He is in charge, and God is everything. God is righteous, he is just, he's grace, he's merciful. God is good, and he is faithful. He is kind and forgiving, and God is love. I can go on and on about how amazing God is, and, and that's it. It's God. It's God. Um, we need to always, always put God first and foremost and not put anything else it gets really easy when we come back here to get really busy in our lives and we don't put God first. He's got to be first and foremost in our lives. And um, that doesn't matter whether they're, you guys are young, young, or you guys are older, um, old, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, he wants to bless us with his presence. He wants to um, shine his face on us. God smiles on us. And he wants to be gracious to us. He gives, he gives us peace in the midst of troubles of life and his protection. He wants to keep us from evil and falling away from him. God's desire first and last is to bless us. Let us continue to allow the spirit of the living God to guide us today, tomorrow, and forever. So um, 
we just, we want to do ministry time, I think. Is that, yeah. So, um, thank you, God. Thank you for always being there with us. Thank you for going before us. Thank you for being behind us. Thank you for being alongside us in everything we do. Lord, I ask that you just allow us to let you do that for us. And um, if anybody needs prayer for anything, um, once again, these, these youth, they, they want to pray for you. They, they, they just they love the Lord. And uh, if you have any, any prayers for anything, please come up and get prayer. Why we all stand up together? And I'll just, I was reminded while the kids were sharing, you know, people came to Jesus and they asked him, where is the kingdom of God? When's the kingdom of God coming? And his response was, the kingdom of God isn't here or there. The kingdom of God is within you. And I think that's what we heard this morning. The kingdom of God is within you. So we're just going to close, with, as Camille said, with an opportunity for prayer. Uh, personally, I would not bypass the opportunity to have these guys pray for me. Uh, so if you're here this morning, regardless of what needs you might have, I would welcome you to come up and just let them pray for you. Um, they, they, the kingdom of God is within, within them, and it's within you. And we want to see that released. So thanks, Lord, for what you've done, uh, for the, uh, the little miracles that happen every day for working through the lives of these kids as they have put God first in their life. Uh, In your name we pray, amen. So we'll just close with a little bit of worship. Uh, I want to just say if you need prayer for anything at all, I again would not bypass the opportunity to let them pray for you. Uh, But with that, uh, we'll go ahead and, oh, you already had your chance. Sorry, I hate doing this. I really actually do. But, um, Something that God has done, been doing in my life is just been, see, God got you right there. Bam. <laughs> um, is just stirring um, this passion for just renewal, revival. Um, but more than anything, it's, it's coming out as, as passion. You know, to, um, we, I believe that everything we heard about today was, was passion. Um, Dave is passionately pursuing something and he's not going to hear no. He's willing to teach about it. He's willing to lead it out. Um, These kids went to Mexico and they are home passionately pursuing what they did there here. And I know for myself, I I feel this new revived passion, and I, I felt it this morning in the room. I felt that God was wanting to release something new, and he's simply asking for us to say yes. And we might be scared. It might look like something different than us as a family have ever encountered, but I want to pray for you. I just personally, I just went through a time where I was just super restless, and I was like, I got to go somewhere. I got to do something. It's got to be something. And then I just realized it's, it's here. Like I want to meet every single day with God and I, and I want to put him first and I want my life to be changed and transformed. And Shane and I and the Mexico crew and Dave, we would love to pray for anyone for, for restored passion this morning. Great word, Sarah. All right, so that's it. Come on up and get prayer, please. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.